I wonder how many of you at this time of year have some plants parked in front of your windows indoors. Anybody out there? Yep. It's kind of nice, isn't it, to have green and growing things indoors in these dark and chilly months. To say nothing of having a tree in the house, right? Now that is something particularly special and heartwarming. Do you know the word heliotropic? Yes, many of you do. It's a scientific term for what some plants do. They turn toward the sun. And if you have plants growing in a sunny window, you know already that from time to time you may have to rotate them so they don't get all, as my mom would say, cattywampus, <laughs> tilted to one side, because they grow toward the light. How many of us, especially at this time of year, are heliotropic as well? In this chilly season, don't you find yourself sometimes turning toward the light, maybe finding a sunny and warm spot to bask in for a time. Certainly, those of you who have dogs and cats, you've observed them doing this, right? They're experts at finding those sunny spots to claim and enjoy. And I can tell you also that on winter afternoons, over in our little kitchen over here, it's quite lovely to stand in front of the stove, which is in front of a west-facing window, and be dipping a tea bag there while the sun shines in and warms your body and your face. It's quite nice. There's a little prayer that came to mind a couple of days ago. Some words by Mary Austin she calls morning prayer. And she writes, I arise facing east. I am asking toward the light. I am asking that my day shall be beautiful with light. I am asking that the place where my feet are shall be light. That as far as I can see, I shall follow it aright. I am asking for the courage to go forward through the shadow. I am asking toward the light. And isn't this a good invitation for these days to be asking toward the light in this season of dark and cold, in this time when many of us are wearied by the uncertainties and anxieties of our own lives, to say nothing of our troubled world, to rise in the morning and turn toward the east and ask for a light-filled blessing. I was listening to Handel's Messiah in the car on the highway the other day, as I tend to do at this time of year, and the bass soloist came on singing these words from the prophet Isaiah. The people that walked in darkness 
have seen a great light, and they that dwell in the, shadow, in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. That's how the bass sings it. Well, I can hear it, and I bet some of you can hear it too. These may seem like dark days that we are living in, but still, don't we also have plenty to be grateful for? In every age, there have always been troubles and struggles, and in every age, people have had to choose how they are going to live. It's good for us to remember what the messengers of God keep saying to people in the Christmas story. They say, fear not. As much as possible, don't let your fears determine who you are or how you're going to live in this world. Do you ever wonder about Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and those wise people who came from the east? Do you ever wonder what would it be like to be one of them? And so I love this particular Sunday when we tell the story, and I love this story's invitation to enter into it and wonder what would it be like to hear that you are carrying the child of God? Or what would it be like to be Mary's boyfriend, wondering how the heck she got pregnant anyway? What would it be like to be out there with your sheep, just abiding the way shepherds do, minding your own business when a choir of angels shows up? Or what would it be like to set off on a search, having no idea where you're going, following a star of all things? Couldn't you say that all these ordinary folks, and they, from the story we know, they were pretty ordinary folks, following a star or the advice of an angel or of someone they were devoted to, wouldn't you say that each of them is taking a leap of faith and hope and love? Aren't they all in their own ways asking toward the light and seeking after the light? And isn't this what the story asks of us as well? I love how Rebecca Parker invites us to take in and take on the Christmas story. You have to know your body as the home of God, she says. And this is the purpose of Christmas. The bright star in the night sky is the sudden clarity of your instinct for joy. The birth cry in the night is your child falling into the dark and your arms holding her. The terror of Herod's murderous intent is your rage that would prefer death to change. The singing angel is your voice at church not sure of the tune but certain for a moment that there is glory. The animals breathing their warm breath in the fragile stable are your emotions, kneeling into the body of the earth. Mary is you, God in your body. 
Joseph is you, sheltering God in the world. This is the key to the mystery. The word became flesh. We are the dwelling place. We are the dwelling place. And this is the invitation of these days to see yourself as the dwelling place of the holy, to make room in your heart and in your soul for this beautiful mystery. God with us, God in us, now and always. Amen.